If you are a journal lover, don't skip this. This episode is brought to you by the Cast Your Cares Guided Journal. Cast Your Cares is a guided journal for Christian women who are seeking to build confidence, fight anxiety, and stop overthinking using the Word of God. If you've been feeling like your thoughts have been all over the place and you've really been wanting to build the habit of consistent time with God, this is the perfect tool for you. To see the Cast Your Cares journal for yourself and what's included, you can click the link in the show notes. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. How are you guys doing? How's your week going? I hope that you are killing it. And even if you don't feel like you're killing it, I'm just here to remind you that you are because you are consistently showing up. And I mean it, y'all. Like, I'm not out here just trying to hype you up for nothing or just fluff you up for nothing. I mean it. You need to be reminded that you are killing it even when you don't feel like it. But let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the top three things that are keeping you from executing. Y'all, this is so crucial, okay? We need to be able to identify why we aren't able to really push these visions out. And so while there are a million and one things that could be stopping us, I just want to talk about three today. And before I even do that, let's talk about what does it even mean to execute? I pulled a couple definitions that I think would be very helpful. And the first one that I found says that to execute means to carry out or put into effect a plan, order, or course of action. Again, it means to carry out or put into effect a plan, order, or course of action. Another word for execute is the word do, and that means to work on something to bring it to completion or to a required state. Did y'all hear that? It means to work on something to bring it to completion. A lot of times we are executing, you know, parts here and there of the vision, but we're not bringing these things to completion. And so when we're talking about executing, we're talking about executing and putting in to effect plans, orders, or course of action to bring it to completion. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into these three things that are keeping you from executing. Number one overthinking. Now, mind you, these are in no particular order, but let's start with this one. Number one is overthinking. Now, if we were in person, I would make everybody raise their hands if you've ever felt personally victimized by overthinking. Okay, I'm sure everybody's hands would be raised. But since we're in the spirit of giving definitions, to overthink means to think about something too much or for too long. Again, it means to think about something too much or for too long. Now, listen, overthinking has been something that um, as a type A personality, as a recovering perfectionist, it's something that I struggled with. And I realized that if I spent just as much time doing the things instead of thinking about them, I would get a lot more done. I remember even when it came to uh, starting my business. At the time, I had just graduated college and I had gotten a job at Under Armour working in the global creative department, working on national campaigns for men's training. And I remember a couple months into working there, I felt like, you know, God had placed this idea 
um, to start a digital marketing business. I had graduated with my bachelor's in digital marketing in college. And so I just felt like he was calling me to start my own company. And I remember taking my lunch breaks, going into the uh, whiteboard rooms and just literally planning out every single detail. I just felt like he was just downloading this blueprint for this huge company that I had no idea where to even start with. And I would go in and I would just write all the things that he would tell me to write on the whiteboard. And I remember looking at this giant whiteboard on the wall and seeing all of these plans, all of these thoughts. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how all of this stuff is going to get done. It's just like the thought of even writing it out overwhelmed me so much. And so I began to literally go in this room every single day and write more and more and more. And I just started overanalyzing everything. And it was like the more I overanalyzed, the more I started overthinking and just thinking too much about everything, just trying to have the entire vision, you know, written out in every single step in detail before I even made the first step. So now I'm like, okay, great. I have this great big vision for this company and I am overwhelmed, right? And so I began to sit on this business for about a year because I was like, I don't even know where to start. And I know so many of us have found ourselves in this place where we are almost just paralyzed by our overthinking. And it's important for us to just recognize that not everything has to be done in one day. And so the first, you know, tip that I would give you to overcome overthinking when it comes to executing an idea or a vision is to take it one step at a time. Ask yourself, what are the first three tasks that are important for me to at least get this project, you know, from idea to just in motion? What are the top three things that I need to address first that are, you know, easy for me to do so I can start building up momentum and actually have the confidence to keep moving forward? This may be a really weird uh, analogy, but I think about starting projects a lot like paying off debt. If you listen to Dave Ramsey's podcast, he always talks about like the snowball method and how you should start with your lowest step first versus like uh, paying it off by an interest rate. And he talks about how paying it off by the lowest uh, debt first actually helps you to build confidence to keep going on the journey. Because sometimes when you start with the biggest uh, interest rate or the highest um, bill, you actually get discouraged along the way. And so it's much more effective for you to pay off the smaller bills first. So start thinking of your projects that way as well, instead of overthinking about, okay, here's the overarching vision. How do I just attack the vision from the top? Thinking about what are the small tasks that lead up to this, you know, bigger vision that I can actually execute now? What, what can I do with what's in my hands now? And if all you can do is just write everything down, write the vision down and close up your journal, that's fine. That's a big step too. A lot of people have million dollar ideas that just sit in their heads and never make it to paper. So if you've taken the time to just write your ideas down on paper and actually, you know, draw it out, I don't care if it's a crazy looking doodle or something, but just getting that thing out of your head and on paper, it's a big step in its own. And in future episodes, we're really going to dive deep into overthinking and how to combat it. I'm going to give you guys some strategies that I know will be really helpful. But let's go ahead and move on to uh, thing number two that is keeping you from executing the vision. And that is fear. Now, I know that y'all are so tired of talking about fears, fear of failure, fear of success, 
fear of all of these different things. And I just wanted to take a second to just define what fear really is. So one of the definitions that I found is fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. I'm going to repeat it again. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Now, two things that stand out to me in this definition of fear is that one, it's an emotion, and two, is that it's caused by a belief. Now, it's important for me to recognize that it's an emotion because I think sometimes we can uh, tend to magnify fear to where it becomes this giant mountain in our lives that's blocking us from really moving forward. And we see it almost as this thing that we can't control. But when we think about emotions, we are we have the ability to control our emotions. And so even that perspective is recognizing that, you know, because fear is an emotion, because I have control, it almost brings you this sense of peace that fear doesn't have to run rampant in my life. Like fear doesn't have to paralyze me because I am in control of my emotions. The second thing that I wanted to point out in the definition is that it's caused by a belief. Is caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain. Whenever we're talking about executing a large vision, we believe that it actually causes us pain to move forward. And sometimes that pain comes from discomfort. Sometimes that pain comes from having to step out into the unknown. And so it's literally a belief and beliefs are something that we can also control. So again, reminding yourself that, okay, listen, this is an emotion caused by a lie that I've either told myself or a lie that someone else has told me that I have believed. But at the end of the day, I have control over what I choose to believe. I have control over my emotions. And so one of the things that you can do to overcome fear is to let the fear drive you, but not paralyze you. A lot of the times we have to take our emotions and keep moving anyway. If you're experiencing grief, you're not going to allow grief to stop you from moving forward. You're going to take that grief with you and it's going to heal over time. So think of fear the same way when you are moving forward and you're executing this idea and you're stepping out into the deep, you're stepping out into the unknown. Take that fear with you, even if it doesn't break off, take it with you and allow it to drive you into moving forward instead of paralyzing you. And what do I mean by that? What does it actually look like to take fear with you? To take it with you looks like, okay, so I understand that what I'm about to do is very scary. I'm about to start this business and I don't know if clients are going to come. I don't know if people are going to support me. I don't know if I'm qualified enough to start this business, but I'm not going to not start it due to the fear. I'm going to do it anyway. We hear this cliche all the time that says, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, but it's so True. We have to remember that whatever has been placed on the inside of us, whatever idea or vision that has been given to us by God, he trusts us with it. And so one thing I always ask myself is, what if what I'm doing is the key to someone else's breakthrough? What if the business that I'm supposed to start, what if the idea that I have is literally the answer to someone's problem? And it is because when we're starting businesses, when we have these ideas, we should ultimately be solving problems. And think about if you had an issue that someone else's business could solve, but they were holding on to it. How would that make you feel? It would frustrate you. You ever found a business or somebody's idea and you're like, oh my gosh, I needed this. I was waiting for this. Imagine if that person had never done it. 
Just think about that for a second and think about that when it comes to your own ideas. All of your ideas are relevant. They all matter. And if it scares you to do them, think about what happens if you don't do them. All the people that will be affected, all the people that will never get a chance to have their problem solved because we're hoarding our businesses due to fear. Fear is an emotion and it does not control you. You are in control of your emotions. So don't let fear paralyze you. Move forward anyway, even if that fear is screaming and hollering and trying to drag you back. Move forward anyway. Start the idea. Now, the third thing that I want to talk about that's keeping you from executing is disorganization. Now, I love the definition of disorganization. If you can't already tell, I'm a definitions kind of girl. And I think it's very important to look up the definitions of even practical words because it allows you to have a different perspective and you can be more tactile in how you address, you know, just different things in life. So the definition of disorganization means lack of proper planning and control. It is the inability to plan one's activities or affairs efficiently. Now, it may not seem like these are two separate definitions, but they are. And I want to take the time to just break them down. So the first one we talked about was lack of proper planning and control. Now, this definition is for people who are have a bunch of ideas. They uh, have no idea where to start, but they're just doing, right? You're, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, but you're moving fast in the wrong direction. If you don't have an end goal in mind, you have no target. So you could be doing a bunch of tasks that aren't adding up to anything. And that's why it says lack of proper planning. So it's not that you're not making a to-do list and you're not, you know, having some sort of direction. It's just that you haven't taken the time to properly plan out, okay, what are the actual steps to achieve this full vision and making sure that you're going back and being on track. So technically, you're, you know, you're operating in a state of disorganization because you're not properly planning for how to fully execute this vision. Again, you're doing, you're doing a lot of doing, you're doing all the things, but it's not adding up to anything. Now, the second definition says the inability to plan one's activities or affairs efficiently. So this is for those of us who our planning, we have everything mapped out. This is for the type A's, the recovering perfectionists that have every single detail planned out. You got all of your planner pages. You have every kind of to-do list possible, digital and in person. You got five, six different planners. You've got it all planned out, but you're spending too much time planning and never getting anything done. You have all the, you have a plan for your plan for your plan, but you haven't actually made any of those plans come to life. They haven't stepped off of the paper and become reality. And this is also a form of disorganization as well, because it's like literally nothing is getting done. When we think about the purpose of organizing something, we're organizing something in order to complete a plan, in order to put something in action. I want you to think about when your house is unorganized or your room is unorganized, you are, you know, chaotic. And so you spend that time, you put away all of your items, you do laundry, you fold the clothes, you clean the kitchen, you do all of these things. For what reason? It's so that not only that you can have peace of mind, but also when it's time for you to do things, when it's time for you to get out of the house on time, when it's time for you to know, um, find something that you need to find, you're doing it so that, you know, your living situation is uh efficient. You're doing it so that 
things become easier for you, that you can find things when you need to find them. You're doing it so that when you go into your office to start working, things aren't all all over the place. So when you think about organization, it all has a purpose. And the purpose is so that we can execute something. Have you ever tried to work in a messy room or messy house? It doesn't work because it's disorganized. So think about it as like, okay, I am, I am organizing this. I'm taking the time to plan this out so that I can actually execute whatever it is I'm trying to do. And I just want to throw this out there for those of us who just love spending so much time organizing. For me, sometimes organizing is a thing that I do to relieve stress. And so I'll spend, I may have like a large to-do list. And so there are some days where I'm like spending all day, you know, cleaning and organizing and filing and writing all my to-do list. And then I'm so tired by the end of the day that I didn't even get anything done that was like, you know, I was supposed to execute as a result of this cleaning. And so we have to be really mindful again, to start prioritizing um, our planning for the things that actually need to get done. If you know that you enjoy organizing, you enjoy spending all this time cleaning, do that after your most important task so that you can actually start getting those things done. So just to summarize, the three things that are keeping you from executing are overthinking, thinking about something for way too long, uh, fear, And we talked about not letting the fear uh, paralyze you, but letting it drive you into completing that task, completing that vision. And then disorganization, which is lack of proper planning and control. And we talked about making the switch from actually not planning into efficiently planning and making sure that you're prioritizing the things that need to be done and also not spending so much time planning that you're not actually getting things done. This wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Make sure you take a second to subscribe and rate and review the show so more people can find us. I love you all very much. And I'll talk.